So folks, welcome back to the next episode of the Excelsior podcast. Today we have with us Mr. Surmay Swamya. Surmay, it's great to have you on here and I really appreciate this. So could you please introduce yourself for the audience and please let us know how you broke into product. Surely. First of all, uh, thank you Omkar for having me. It is an honor to be here today. So I have recently joined Nisho as a product analyst. and this has marked the beginning of my professional product journey i am a part of the user growth charter mainly solving for activating new users that is facilitating them to make their first purchases through the misho app for those who don't know misho is an e-commerce app which targets audience from tier 1 tier 2 tier 3 and tier 4 cities and it has become a unicorn last year only so uh, broadly speaking my work as a product analyst entails three main areas which are analysis execution and problem solving so i work closely with my team which includes other product managers and product analysts and when required we also uh, have to collaborate with other teams like that of business and engineering before joining misho i worked as a data analyst at publicis sapien where i developed the crucial uh, skills of data analysis and reporting tracking of kpis at uh, at that place i worked to optimize our clients website we ran ab tests and we tracked their kpis in the dashboards that we assembled so before that i was pursuing my btech from bharti vidyapeeth college of engineering in the field of computer science it was during that time that i did an internship also in user experience design it was at a startup uh, called codefree technologies private limited and this is where i discovered my love for design and product management now going to the next part of your question that is how i broke into product i would say that it was during this internship when i tasted the flavor of product management but at that time i didn't know that a role like this existed i focused on user experience user research and we also brainstormed about ideas for a specific product that the company was going to launch so basically i put on multiple hats and learned a lot at that time you know i uh, started consuming content related to design thinking i read articles online and i also read uh, many books like uh, the infamous design of everyday things and emotional design by don norman then uh, then came the placement season and i took up data analysis at sapien while pursuing user experience in the sidelines and soon i realized that analysis of data interested me but it was just not enough it was during that time i talked to this person and told him about my interest in being user facing talking and interacting with people taking decisions basically being in the front end rather than the back end he then told me about product management and how it will be perfect for someone like me and then omkar i was hooked i started writing case studies on medium reading other people's blogs i also found myself a product partner who told me about this community called product folks so product folks is a community for people interested in product they host many events and my friend and i happened to participate in one of them so this event is called product teardown 
and it happens every month they collaborate with indian startups and host a month long competition which is by the way open for anyone to participate in november last year this uh, in this competition the indian startup was misho so my friend and i worked day and night to perfect our case study we interviewed users we brainstormed ideas we came up with uh, some decisions and then rejected most of them and this continued for days until we were happy with our presentation then i used my design skills to curate everything in a structured and appealing presentation so uh, during that time the odds were on our side because we were selected we then got a chance to present our case study to the leadership at misho i worked got tremendous visibility and appreciation we won that tear down and this has proved to be a game changer for me my linkedin was suddenly full of connection requests and messages our case study got featured and i used this opportunity to spread it even more by publishing it on my medium account slowly i started attracting attention of recruiters and many uh, and many other uh, companies and startups my network started growing i started interacting with other product people and uh, my hesitation vanished confidence boosted on the other hand i then started interviewing for the first time for product roles needless to say i faced many rejections but i considered them as stepping stones each interview gave me more perspective and i understood more and more what and how i should be preparing for the next one it was in january that i got a call from misho and my heart skipped a beat at that time i knew i was ready for this i was confident about my preparation and i assumed that my passion was visible after going through four interview rounds i got the call i was selected so this has been my journey till now and i attribute this success to both hard work and luck wow that's quite a you know quite an exciting journey and uh, getting a call from misho directly that's incredible wow yeah. like it's really great so <clears throat> my uh, like you know any like for any job role a multitude of things are considered like overall profile experience and interviews and most mm-hmm. of our audience members they will they are interested in breaking into product yeah what particular traits and characteristics would you say anyone who wants to break into product must have specifically product management okay so as per my knowledge uh, for product management basically a person the product manager is analytical can execute processes effectively and they are uh, of course problem solvers so analytical because they need to understand both the quantitative and qualitative aspects of the feedback that they get about their product to understand the responses that they are receiving and they should also be able to read data and take data driven decisions now i said effective uh, execution also uh, which includes being able to build a road map align the teams and prioritizing the features being a problem solver on the other hand is a must to become a pm because the pm will face unprecedented situations and problems and they should be on their toes to solve them apart from this i believe 
good communication skills uh, then there is intuitiveness empathy for users then there is business acumen uh, and i think collaboration skills are some other essential uh, skills of a product manager uh, and basically for a good pm candidate these skills are important yeah so uh, like i like the fact that you mentioned like you know collaboration skills because people assume mm -hmm. just because they have the technical you know bandwidth of knowledge they are like okay no no problem like you know everything else is pretty easy to master well i personally think it's yeah. not like specifically when it comes to uh, you know being empathy driven and stakeholder management it's really not as easy as it may seem so thank you for mentioning Definitely that not. yeah I mean, when it comes to like junior product-based roles, specifically junior PM roles, interviews ask mm -hmm. questions to the candidates, you know, like so that so that they can understand the thinking process of the candidate. So, what mm -hmm. kind of questions should candidate candidates expect in you know interviews with junior product roles? Okay, so yeah, I think this is a very good one. Uh, I went through a couple of interviews right before I landed on Misha. i faced a variety of questions as well so the most basic are the introductory questions so which is tell me about yourself so this is a question that is 100% asked so it would be straight up naive not to have a pitch for it this can be followed by basic questions like why do you want to join this company or why are you leaving your previous job then there are behavioral questions which test your content and communication they can ask questions like uh, tell me about a time when you failed at work for example or tell me about something you're proud of accomplishing you see your preparation you have need to have a preparation table over here in which uh, you should basically have uh, different columns and rows and in the columns you should mention failure success and uh, and what are challenges and in the rows of each of these uh, in in of these table you should write about instances from your experiences like it was this time uh, during my internship that i was able to you know i was able to accomplish this thing and mention this as your uh, successful attempt at something and when you make a whole table that is a preparation table then you will be able to remember those things and when the interviewer asks you about a particular thing like uh, uh an instance for success or an in, or an instance for challenge then you'll be able to remember it from your preparation table so these are some questions some basic behavioral questions then moving on to the core product skills then uh, you're definitely going to face problem solving questions i was asked the question imagine you are the pm of make my trip and one day you notice a dip of 30% in the number of flights booked on your site then he asked me what will be your next step so these type of questions are called root cause analysis or rca questions in many cases your whole problem solving round will be just one question like this one here the interviewer will judge if you are asking the right questions or not how you are approaching the problem are you able to get to the root cause or not then there are guesstimate questions like how many windows are there in delhi it seems very abstract 
they will be judging you and how you take this abstract problem and make it quantifiable. Again, your approach, your estimation, your number skills to some extent will be judged here. They will notice if you see the whole picture and considering any edge cases. For example, in this question, are you just thinking about windows of houses or are you also thinking about cars and bus windows? So then there are design questions as well, like design an alarm clock for the blind or how would you improve this and this product? What is your favorite product? Why and how will you improve it? So these are very basic questions. Uh, uh, apart from that, uh, other questions uh, related to user experience of a product can also be asked. Something uh, on the lines of how can you improve the UX of so-and-so product? Although I didn't face the next type of que uh, questions that I would be talking about, but I prepared for them. So it was like, why do you think this company did that? Or uh, should we launch, like how should we launch a product? Or uh, in the end, like you can, uh, if it is possible that you might also face coding or technical questions in the form of either a live interview or they will give you an assignment with a deadline. So I think uh, overall, these are the kinds of questions that an aspiring PM candidate can expect in their interviews. Wow, that's quite the list and uh, it's very helpful as well. So folks, I hope you're taking notes because she's literally giving away as to what goes on in these interviews. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, the first question like that should be addressed specifically is like, what will you do in the first 30, 60 or 90 days? I mean, aspirants are normally asked. I mean, there are a few interviewers who ask this question. There are a few who don't. Mm. So if you were recruiting me right now, what kind of answer would you expect from me? Okay, that's a nice one. Uh, I would like you to show me that you have a plan in place. Uh, I would expect that your answer uh, will involve both short-term and long-term actions in, in your checklist. I mean, for example, in the first 30 days, you should be curious about the product, about, of the product of the company that you're joining. You should be very curious to know about the met key metrics that we use and we track. You should also interact, start interacting with the key stakeholders and the people that you will be working closely with, uh, your manager and uh, other business folks and customer, uh, even the customer support folks, like everyone that you will be working with. Then, uh, then of course you should get comfortable with the team and the product itself. In the next 30 days, I would expect you to you know, start giving inputs, recognizing quick wins from a list of features and maybe prioritizing them as well. You should also be able to like understand the problems that is being faced by, that are being faced by the team uh, during the whole product life cycle. And you should now try to find solutions for them as well. In the last 90 days, uh, you should be in a place where they have a deep understanding of the product. Basically, you should have a uh, understanding of the product. It's uh, the details of it, basically. The processes also and the, pe and the people also. 
you should have a roadmap and a strategy and now you should have a stab like you should have an stab uh, you should have like uh, um established a credibility uh, ownership and basically i should see that you are now leading you're in a place where you are leading the whole thing and you are basically developing and delivering a product that is assigned to you or something that your team is working on so i think the, this will be how i would expect you to answer this question or uh, basically this is how you should be going forward with your 30 60 and 90 days as a new product manager okay and like you know amazing answer very insightful and uh, yeah I mean, I've seen some people they make PRDs for you know themselves for thirty, sixty, ninety days. Mm-hmm. So what would you say? Yeah, about like, that? yeah, I think that is a really great way of you know uh, PRD can be made uh, for oneself also, and as you said, it gives us a timeline basically that these are the things that I have to do, and if you Make thirty, sixty, and ninety days PRD separately, and you list down all the things that you should do as uh, as a new joiner or as a product manager who has been given a particular feature. Then you will be on track. Basically, you will know that what are the steps that you need to do to achieve a particular thing. Basically, you note down. Uh, uh short term and long term goals and then you work towards solving those short short term goals that will lead to you uh, ultimately achieving the long term one so if you make a prd uh, in that case i believe that you are more on track and you know that uh, doing this will help me achieve this in the long term so that's a really great idea uh and i think i'll be using that as well thank you for pointing that out well don't mention <laughs> uh <laughs> like yeah i mean i personally believe like making a prd not only shows the uh, recruiter your skills and at the same mm-hmm. time it shows like you know like you, if i were to go to you that you have a plan mm-hmm. in mind you know just going mm-hmm. by the fly of the handle so now uh, i have like about two questions you could say they are bit, bit on the technical side and they are at times asked in interviews so the first one is what do you see as a product manager's main role within product development okay so according to me a pm is an all rounder so they have their involvement everywhere in the product life cycle from research to release and in each phase they do different things for example during the research phase it is the pm's role to think about what to build next so the idea can come from anywhere be it customer requests competitors analysis user research or say even a new business requirement then they build a roadmap get stakeholders involved convince them they set a vision for the whole team and get the whole team uh, moving towards a common goal apart from that it is the product manager's role to collaborate uh, as i mentioned before also with the design team in some cases 
uh, and they also have to like write specification of the product if if uh, their company wants them to or if they think that it is something that they have to do then they have to get the engineering team on board and ensure that everything is being uh, going according to schedule as and when the mvp or the initial version of the product is developed a pm is then required to carry out usability tests for qualitative analysis uh, feedback basically ab tests are also run to understand which variation of a feature has a better return on investment so this gives them the quantitative feedback as well the role is not finished yet after collecting feedback it is possible that many new feature requests ideas or even bugs come up now the pm has to prioritize stuff so that the product can be launched as scheduled then the product manager makes sure that the launch is smooth all teams are aligned like the marketing team or the customer support team even after the launch the product team keeps a check at important metrics and ensures that the product is performing as it was expected to perform in short a pm is an all right all rounder yeah i mean definitely i mean product managers have to work with cross functional teams and uh, they basically yeah. act as facilitators and other communications hub so yeah. also like you know the next question which i have is on a different route but at the same time it's asked is like mm-hmm. how do you stay user focused okay right so um staying user focused is i think imperative for the growth of a product so basically you are building for the users and not for the engineers or the designers or even not for yourself right so the first thing i believe is to correctly understand who the users are now this is the time when i should be talking about the difference between users and customers while in some cases they are the same but that's not true every time customers are people who will buy your product or basically they are the first contact to your product users on the other hand are people who ultimately use your product let's assume uh, that our product is a children's toy it is a like it is highly probable that your toy will be bought by a child's parent but this toy will be used by the kid can you see how user and customer are different while it is important that the kid enjoys his toy it becomes equally important to build the toy in such a way that it is appealing to the parent as well that's why they will buy it no so what i personally do to recognize the users is that i make a list of people who will be affected by my product i take a pen and paper and write them down for example if i am designing an alarm clock for the blind who do you think the users are it will obviously include the blind but it will also include their family members who may not be blind the sound of an alarm clock will reach them too right so while designing for the blind we should also make sure that the product is usable by everyone around them as well another thing that i do is talk to my team and get their views as well to stay user focused it is highly recommended to get out in the field and get to know the users personally one can also set up like user calls and interviews if going out is an issue once we have a clear understanding of the users 
we create user personas and empathize with them throughout the product development cycle we give them names and faces also which are believable so this reminds me of an awesome ritual in we show known as listen or die all new users have to connect with multiple users on call and get to know who they are what their problems are what their overall experience is basically you see it is not something which is limited to the product or the user experience team it is for all the employees of misho i have experienced it myself and i know for a fact that this is an effective way to understand who the users are and then solve the problems that they are facing wow that's, so I, that's yeah. quite something <laughs> yeah i mean really great you know initiative and misho yeah even i was really impressed with this this was not something that i was expecting on my very first day but uh, they told me that i have to call customers their real life customers and uh, connect with them personally and get to know uh, what what problems they are facing and everything so this was something out of the blue but i enjoyed this process a lot Oh, I mean, you know, any dream come true for any product manager, I would say. <laughs> so, uh, you know, going back to the generic set of questions, wherein the interviewer focuses on the candidate's personalization and articulation. Uh, mm -hmm. You know, the first question which I have is, what main changes would you make to a product? Mm, right. So this is a very um this is a basic question that an aspirant should prepare for so this is something that you that you should prepare from before only before going to the interview so in the you should get research about the product and about the product company of uh, the product of that particular company and then go prepared for it so i believe uh, that this type of questions are asked to identify how well you know about the company's products the problems that they solve and then understand your thinking process basically how you approach a problem how well you show user empathy so to handle this question you need to be deeply aware of the company's product and what problems it solves as i just mentioned since you are interviewing for this company uh, they will expect you that you know their key metrics their users their goals competitors etc the interviewer will also be looking at how you structure your thoughts and how clearly you are able to communicate them the structure i try to align with is that first i think about the goal of the product and the company as a whole let me take the example of misho only what does misho do it lets users shop online at minimal charges but is it is this its goal no its goal is to enable all bharat users to get the benefits of shopping online including the people who are new to e-commerce or even those who are new to internet and old users that's what de democratize e-commerce for everyone means this is the mission of uh, misho so now i know this because i have researched about it before going to the interview then second using the knowledge that you already have about the company try to identify the problems that it might be facing think about why the company has been in news lately 
what were the recent feature launches what is the common perception of the people around you in you to their product with this you can make an educated guess about the problems that the company might be dealing with continuing the example of misho considering that i'm not an employee yet and i don't know about the exact problem areas i would have thought something like this uh recently i have started coming across a lot of billboard advertisements of misho i also come across its advertisements uh, often while scrolling through my insta so they must so they must be trying to expand their reach in this case i would also think about the issues related to their target users which are new to e-commerce users for example that means that these users might not understand common icons might not be familiar with the basic e-commerce processes and might be hesitant hesitant to try something as new as online shopping so they must be trying to expand their user base by advertising in real estate that are easily available to these users as well the new to basically billboards and tv advertisements for people who are new to the internet or uh, through facebook or instagram for people who use uh, Uh, social uh, networking sites like facebook and instagram uh, but are new to e-commerce so through all this analysis and thinking we got to know that uh, we identified basically two problems so first misho needs to expand its reach to new e- new to e-commerce users and new to internet users and they basically need acquire need to acquire and activate these users by removing their hesitancy and the fear of unknown and secondly we got to know that they need to provide a seamless experience to these users as they do not have a mental model of online shopping yet so in this second step we what did we do we identified the problems that the company's product was facing now let's talk about how exactly will be solved these problems so some companies are open to revolutionary ideas while some are more impressed by incremental ideas so your company research and problem solving skills will come handy here for misho's example one could say that um, misho's target audience is from tier 3 4 cities and a large portion of these users come from lower middle class families if these users are new to e-commerce or new to internet i can understand why they are hesitant to buy online misho could start something like misho rentals where these users can rent clothes and other applicable things at even lower prices this will give them an idea of the product and services of misho without burning a hole in their pockets this will also help them to move forward in their online journeys and moreover it will be sustainable solution to the environmental problems created by the manufacturing industry as well So the second solution can be that Misho can try leveraging sampling solutions to broadcast its products and quality among their target audience. This will enable new to internet or new to e-commerce users to validate Misho's quality before actually buying anything. It will also build a pr- uh, build trust and also help spread awareness about the company to these uh, users. Another thing that can be implemented to accommodate all bharat users is to make the app available in various local languages so that language comprehension is not an issue at any part of the user's journey in a country like india 
if you want to enable everyone to e-commerce, this is a crucial step to enhance the user experience of the application. So in this, uh, in this section, I talked about some of the possible solutions to the problems that I had identified before. So this is a very critical part of, the, uh, of answering this question. And if you have prepared this question from before, you, you will have an edge over other uh, candidates. So it is a must that you do some preparation before going to an interview. And this is a question that is very common. Now, uh, it is not over yet. So now it is the time to mention the way you should implement your problem, implement your solutions, sorry. Uh, sorry. Uh, will you go all out or would you try them uh, out on a subset of your target audience first? What might, what might be the business and the technical challenges? Think about it now. According to me, Misho should go all out in releasing the app in multi, multiple regional languages, but it should proceed with care and test the other two solutions with smaller audience first. Misho sampling will pose multiple business issues. Why would small suppliers want to give the products out for free? Can we guarantee them profit? Will we sample it internally or use a third party service? There are multiple technical challenges as well. Implementing the app in um, majority of the regional languages is a huge technical challenge given the variety of languages in India. Lastly, a good PM candidate would want to validate their solutions as well. Think about the problem that you were originally solving and what all metrics would be affected, affected if our solution worked. And then communicate them clearly to the interviewer. For me, so I would look at the increase in the number of installs or the number of orders uh, compared to the number of installs, then increase in the key keywords usage on major search engines as well. This will tell me if uh, our, basically our reach has increased or not. Increase in call to action clicks or basically increase in the number of overall orders. So these are some things, uh, some metrics that I would use to validate my solutions. And also, uh, this is something that I should communicate clearly to the interviewer so that they know that I also want to validate my solutions and don't think that what I have said is the perfect solution and it will always go right. We need to validate our solution as well. So this is how I would have approached the question. Did you notice that I also use some key terms like Bharat or democratize e-commerce, etc. I was trying to talk in terms of the company. This subconsciously lets your interviewer know that you have carried out a deep research about the company culture as well. And it gives you an uh, give basically sets you apart from the other candidates. Jesus, that was an amazing answer. I mean, you covered every possible avenue. Again, and I'm circling back when I'm saying this. Folks, I hope you all have a pen and paper mm -hmm. in hand or at least open a notes app and taking notes. Because if anyone here is going cunning for me, show, you're like getting a blueprint <laughs> to just get into the company, specifically for product intensive roles. Right. I guess so I'll get this is something show that, uh, for the interview. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm getting the keys to Fort Knox by this. Anyways, so uh, like 
I really appreciate you going in such detail and answering this. This is very helpful. And uh, I'm pretty sure, you know, not just for Misho, but this is applicable for any product-based interview, specifically for junior product roles. And again, like, you know, product management. Because, like you said, the more detail-oriented approach you have, the more impressive, the, in- the more impressed your interviewer will be. So now, uh, like, the next question which I have is like, how do you see your career developing the next five years? Now, what I have seen personally is like, most candidates, they either, you know, are a bit over ambitious. At the same time, they undermine their own, you know, potential. How would you say a candidate should answer this question? Uh, I'm sorry, can you repeat the question? Yeah, so the question is, how do you see your career developing in the next five years? Oh, oh yes, okay. So I was asked this question as well. So this question has many variations and flavors. For instance, I was asked five years from now, what will be the three things that you will regret not doing? And another flavor can be, where do you see yourself in five years? So before answering any question, we should try to think what they're expecting from us. Being asked this question generally indicates that uh, indicates that your ambition is being tested and the interviewer wants to know whether you have a plan or not. The interviewer also judges whether the company can provide you with in the long term. When I was asked what I would regret not doing in the next five years, which is just another Hello, uh, can you hear me? Because uh, I cannot hear your voice. Hello? Yeah, hello? Yeah, yeah your voice like kind of cracked in between like for the past one and a half minute. Okay, so I'll just repeat. So I was saying that uh, I even I was asked this kind of a question, but it was a different flavor to it. I was asked that uh, what will be the three things that you would regret not doing uh, in the next five years. So what I said uh, was that I will regret first not speaking up or not interacting with new people and not sharing my opinions because of the fear of being judged. Second, keeping my knowledge to myself and not utilizing innovative technologies to create my own brand name and in the product space. And last, Rejecting an opportunity, opportunity because it felt too unreal to be true. Now, so these are some things uh, that I picked out so that they can see how ambitious I am and I uh, and basically how thirsty I am for learning new skills, new technologies, and basically uh, hugging any changes that come up and not being very rigid about any solution or anything that I have come up with. So try to learn about the company culture and showcase how your plans align with it. Communicate ambition and passion with your response. 
so i think this is how uh, i i had and in the future also i would go about answering this type of a question you know considering how value uh, answering these the questions and the queries i have i guess i'll label mm-hmm. this as a crash course to cracking the pm interview because <laughs> okay so this is one book uh, crashing the uh, sorry cracking the pm interview so this is one book that i used a lot like i read it and then i practiced what i was uh, what was written in that book so a lot of uh, the knowledge that i'm sharing is something that i learned from this book only so for people who are uh, aspiring to become a pm or cracking the interviews this book is a gem so this is 100% recommended you know i wouldn't be surprised so if you start getting an influx of dms where people are saying can you please make the <laughs> answer this question so don't be surprised if that happens because you really are answering the questions yeah. and the queries pretty well so uh the next you. you know you're welcome so the next question candidates feel like the recruiters asking to humiliate them or you know to just uh air the dirty laundry if it makes sense tell us about a time you faced failure and how you bounced back so like i have seen myself there are a few candidates who are like okay you know, should i answer this question if so should i tell them a real story or okay. should i just so them? um as a candidate yeah as a candidate yeah hello hello so i think uh, yeah it broke off again acha so okay so should i repeat the question yeah so the next question is you know like uh, candidates in general feel like it's something that will boss their chance of getting selected it's and the recruiters is asking them to humiliate them So the question is this: Tell us about a time you faced failure and how you bounced back. Okay, so so this is not something uh, I I don't think that this is something that the interviewer is asking uh, for humiliation. So this is something uh, so that the interviewer get to know that you are able to accept your mistakes and are ready to learn from them. so i believe that this is the quality that the interviewer is seeking from uh, from the solutions that you give so as a candidate for a junior pm or product analyst role especially if you have less than 1 year of industry experience it can get difficult to think of a substantial failure in your professional journey because you're just starting out right so while it is true that the interviewer will be expecting a big failure but there are other things that matter too just like i said they are just judging that if you can humbly accept your mistakes or not and how you cope up or tackle with that situation if you can if you can't think of a big failure because you're just starting out like i was 
don't hesitate to dig up any failures you faced during your college or school time convey how severe the problem was during that time and focus even more on, on how you dealt with it while answering this question make sure that you don't mention in any red flags like cheating or lying that will obviously leave a bad impression this is the time when our uh, when the preparation table that i talked about in the beginning it would come handy over here because in that we also had a row for failures and instances from our uh, different job experiences so now it is time that you adopt a basically we call it a sar method which is a situation uh action result and this is a method of uh, communicating or describing a situation in a way that first you are uh, first you are conveying what the context was in the situation part and then uh, in the action part you tell about what you did that helped solve the problem or what was it that you did that uh, helped enable the success of the company or success of the product whatever and in the end the result part is basically what was it what was the outcome of the things that you did basically the you part over here is really important so i would uh, now like give an example over here so first of all i would go something like this so i would like to tell you about a time when i did an off analysis of data now i'll uh, talk about the situation part so it was an individual product at so and so company where we were given some data on an excel sheet and we had to find patterns relations and insights out of it so this is the situation i am setting in a context so that the interviewer gets to know uh, what is the background and background of the problem and uh, what what i was going through at that time then comes the action part i will say i was determined to do good so i invested a lot of time in trying to find patterns i was successful in finding some relations but i missed some major points due to overthinking about it i was keen on making a presentation to show my insights and so i went through many youtube videos to hit the perfect spot my deck turned out to be eye pleasing but some of my insights were very off the mark while i had curated the correct data the way that i perceived it seemed to be wrong according to the business so in this uh, section about the action i am describing about the things that i was doing the things that i did and the things where i failed so the i part over here is really important like i mentioned before and then in the result section i will go something like so initially i was taking a taken aback however i did not succumb to that feeling instead i proactively reached out to my seniors they explained the concepts to me i understood really well now i have in my pockets some critical business sense that i wasn't aware of before and i try to think it as a good learning opportunity even though my presentation didn't go as planned so in the result section i am talking about how i reacted or how i reacted to the failure and how i cope up with it uh, so basically the, this these are some important qualities that you need to show 
if uh, if an interviewer asked you this question this type of a question now again quite a detail oriented answer and specifically mm -hmm. you know uh, the results section that is something which that's great i mean that's the goal literally when it comes to answering this question wow i never yeah. thought of it that way so thank you for that yes okay so now the next question is like you know how would you improve your favorite product also like i have one more like you know uh, follow up question if you could say that uh, mm -hmm. most people what they tend to do is they tend to take a product of the company they are you know interviewing for and mm -hmm. at certain points they are not as you know as thorough when it comes to having knowledge regarding the product and they mm -hmm. are pretty well versed with you know uh, say a competitor's product or some you know any other random product something like google maps mm -hmm. so how would you say a candidate should go by you know for this question okay so um first of all if you are interviewing for a company then you should be uh, you should have enough time and you should be enough uh, dedicated to actually research through the company's product even use it for some time so that you understand the intricacies and the details of the product itself because your interviewer will be expecting you to have enough knowledge because you you are going to Uh, start working for that product only right so this is something that other aspirants will be having and if you don't have that then you definitely uh, basically the other people are above you in this case but okay if uh, if it happens then the first thing i think uh, you should do is tell about how why the two products the different products that you're talking about like google maps is similar to the product of the company and how um, improving that particular product and the ways in which you uh, the solutions that you will be providing for google maps will also be uh, effective for the company's product as well so you need to make a connection between those two products and not just ramble about the other product so you need to make sure that the interviewer understands that you are able to make a connection between those two and the interviewer needs to be convinced also that uh, when you come to their company if they hire you basically you will be able to come up will you will be able to come up with um, basically the solutions to their problems as well so this is something that i think would uh, does this answer your follow up question Well, yeah, it definitely does. Okay. So, uh, as for the main question, that was how would you improve your favorite product? So, this is another product question that, um, just as I said, you should have it prepared beforehand only because favorite product or uh, a product that you recently bought or. a well designed product these are some common questions that you might be facing in your product interviews so it is good to have these answers prepared from before so that you are able to communicate them in a nice way in front of the interviewer and you are confident about your solution as well so uh, in this example 
uh, I would I, basically we can use the same approach here that we used for basically introducing changes to the company's product that I answered a while back, but with some additions. Now let, let's try to uh, illustrate this with an example, let's say of Spotify. So first of all, I would be thinking about what are the problems or what are its goals. So in this case, we have to have a, a research about the product and we need to know from beforehand only what is, it, is its mission and vision. So I would go like, I am a fan of Spotify. As you may already know, it is a music streaming platform and its goal is to make music or podcast creators to reach their audience and help fans like us reach them. I think they are uh, really doing well over here. So this is basically me telling the interviewer that I know about the problems and what are the goals of my favorite product. Next, I will uh, tell the interviewer about the ways in which my favorite product that is Spotify achieve the goals that I just listed above. So basically I would also like, uh, I would also mention what are the things that I like about Spotify in this section. So here I would go something like, uh, Spotify has made it so easy for me to find and listen to songs. I practically must do nothing but play one of the ready-made mixes it has curated for me. The algorithm at the back end is so effective that I hear similar stories from my friends and even from my parents. Not only has it captured the interest of young adults like me, but I believe they have also captured quite a good number of adults in their user base. I remember that it had a smooth and exciting onboarding experience. Not a combination that we see every day, right? It made me choose my favorite artists and according to my selections, it changed further options to match my taste. And as I uh, saw familiar artists coming up, I don't know, I didn't want to stop. In this way, they get so much data about my interest in music on the very first day, which ultimately helped them curate personalized music for me on the very first day also. An aha moment for me and a hook user for them. Not a very bad practice, right? Not only was my first experience good, but Spotify has never let me down. It has a variety of content, including podcasts, which gives me a daily dose of information. Many learning, news, travel, and other niche creators use Spotify to release their content. So there is never a lack of uh, knowledge over here. The best part is it syncs my progress across devices, which provides me an uh, uninterrupted experience. We can also have a community here, following our favorite artists, our friends, sharing songs and playlists is so easy now. Many emerging businesses have used this feature of Spotify for their advantage, a win-win situation really. By printing a Spotify QR code on a showpiece, and not only their product gets a life, but Spotify attracts more users as well. I recently got a present like this one. It blew my mind about the possibilities that Spotify has opened in the creative field. Lately, Spotify has also introduced offline listening and listening together features also. Like, really, they are always on the top. Another feature worth mentioning is the driving mode. I find myself using this quite often. Minimal basic UI and an added integration with Google Maps. Yes, my life is sorted now. 
and another thing that i would like to mention over here is the amazing feature of radio of which uh, new song radio and it basically gives me similar music when i uh, tap on that option and this is a mind blowing feature which which i really like and these are the things that i like about spotify so this would be my section about how spotify is solving its goal reaching its goal and what are the things that i like about it it gives an in depth knowledge on how uh, how uh, much i use spotify and how much i know about its features how much i have explored it and why it is my favorite product and then uh, we will be talking about alternatives so basically who are its competitors what does spotify uh, how can spotify do better and what do other competitors do better basically things like that here we can go like talking about music streaming spotify is not the only player in the game we have a strong competitor we have many strong competitors like youtube music or others like wink gana etc well youtube music could be a strong competitor but it has not yet enabled listening while my screen is off in its free plan although it is available in its premium but for me it comes off as ignorant to not include such a basic feature in its unpaid plan i don't feel like youtube music empathizes with me as for wink and gana they came and went nobody really talks about them everybody mostly talks about spotify and with its current features and active updates i don't think its reign is coming to an end for the next 10 years so this was how we uh, told our interviewer that we know about its competitors as well and we have judged and compared it with our, them and still we find spotify as the best and that is why it's my favorite product now we'll be coming to how can it be improved which is the next part of this question and it will be like it will have a lot of weightage as well so in this case we have to think about the users and the problems that they uh, they must be planning uh, sorry that they must be facing right so here uh, for the problems i would first like get, think a, a little about who the users can be like they can be young adults like me and you then there will be content creators and adults also maybe uh restaurant owners also need spotify playlist for their restaurants right so see how diverse i am thinking uh, about the users over here then i will come to the use cases so use cases for spotify can be for content discovery and then uh, content selection based on genre artists mood place and the person and then basic utilities like play pause rewind forward skip this these are the things that are basic use cases of uh, that should be done in spotify and then there is sharing collaboration so these this is the way in which i will be thinking about the use cases that the spotify should be uh, having or basically uh, the things that i want Uh, or i think that uh, an application like spotify should be solving then i will think about the issues here i would go like uh, spotify has already beautifully worked on all necessary use cases that i just talked about the content discovery selection the whole music player 
content share and collaboration are all working very smoothly now we'll come to metrics because we can't think of any issues from the use cases now we'll think about metrics all right so first of all let's think about the users or the user needs so they have a large user base in their industry what, what they need to do is maintain this this means always staying on top of things secondly i will also think about retention rate i heard that most of their users come back within 45 days so this is something that i know because i have researched about the product and this is how we use the knowledge of research and we put it inside our solutions to sound intelligent and basically to sound like we really know about the product that we're talking about then comes engagement now uh, i will go like speaking from my personal experience at least for premium users engagement is fairly good now lastly i will think about the metric of conversion to premium account here i will say like i will say something like although spotify boasts of a large premium user base but their marketing was not appreciated by many indian users they literally irritated the users to convert this worked for them because they are the strongest player in the market right now but it won't stay the same i'm pretty sure this had forced people to leave as well empathizing with users is key and basically better marketing campaigns should be planned for the future the main things to focus on is the frequency of advertising it should lie on the sweet spot and should focus on how this upgrade will, will eventually upgrade the person's life while spotify has a pretty sturdy user base if it is ready to gamble i think there is a big industry waiting for it so now i am coming to the solutions uh, of uh, basically solutions like how will i improve the product that was the question right so now i have thought, talked about the issues and conveyed what i think is the problem with spotify and now i will be talking about what are the improvements or the new feature additions that i if i was the pm i would have suggested or added so with the introduction of spotify qr codes it has made audio content tangible everybody talks about how fun it was to own music how it supported the artist etc spotify can collaborate with industries with a heavy fan base and release exclusive tangible music with their merchandise think about a special message from robert downey jr only available to a couple of lucky iron man fans yes cd dvd could do the same thing but it was a hassle to find a player plug it in and play but now it is just a qr code away possibly engraved in the merchandise it can also be marketed by saying don't capture photos capture memories you can basically attach background sounds conversations to a tangible photo it can help a dad continue to live in the eyes of an orphan how beautiful is that spotify's goal is to be creative right its goal is to make music or podcast creators reach their audience it is ultimately catering to the same need but in a different way this will introduce spotify exclusive this will uh, introduce spotify exclusive more revenue uh, basically it will get more integrated and which will bring uh, more users and ultimately more ears for spotify right so however good it sounds now this is the time that i will also 
tell the interviewer that I know that this is a revolutionary step. And uh, if the company doesn't go with revolutionary steps but want incremental changes, I will specify that over here. So I will go like, however good it sounds to me, it is a gamble. People might not accept it because people don't recognize Spotify's brand to do something like this. Then there is the problem of storage as well, as it is just people hosting music on a server and generating QR codes for it. So these are some technical changes that this revolutionary step might introduce. Now I will be talking about some incremental additions to the app so that uh, it will also accommodate for companies which go for incremental changes. So I would first start with improving the listening together mode because it is, in, uh, it is not working really well right now for me. Then there is uh, in the in the age of COVID, we also know that virtual togetherness is a hit. So we can also include uh, work mode for Spotify, just like driving mode to aid passive listeners. I think 50% of its users might be using Spotify passively. We can do this by decreasing the volume of the lyrics while the uh, audio or the basically the music behind it is uh, loud. So we can also introduce party mode or give light effects to the, according to the beats of the song to increase the overall vibe. So these are some incremental steps that I would have suggested uh, to improve Spotify. So, so basically, I know this was a really long answer, but this is how I would have prepared for this question because this is the question that I know it could come in the interview. And that is why I was I had researched about it. I was prepared about it. And uh, this is how I would have approached this question. So I hope it answers the question. Hashtag demo answer intensifies. That's all I'm going to say about this. Because you covered everything. You know, I've, I've said this again, but again, like uh, you've covered every possible avenue. And you've mm -hmm. also like, you know, uh, spoken in length about the different parameters on which a mm -hmm. candidate should elaborate on so mm. again like hashtag demo answer intensifies <laughs> <laughs> yeah i mean it was that good like literally very you know metric centric mm. oh, okay that rhymed and uh very uh this thing like i think you know what people say is before become a product manager one should get the you know product mindset yeah uh, you know if you ask me i think you nailed it <laughs> Right, so I have worked a lot for it and uh, I'm really glad that I'm able to share what I know with other people through your podcast. Thank you. <laughs> I really appreciate that. So, yeah. uh, like, you know, product management in general is all about ruthless prioritization. Mm -hmm. right. So, again, this question is asked in interviews. I don't know if it's still asked, but I myself have seen candidates mm -hmm. being asked these questions so this question is what's your approach to prioritizing tasks okay so yeah uh, it is asked in the interviews as well because prioritizing pr prioritizing task is a key skill that a product manager must have and this is something that you do on a day-to-day -day basis so effective prioritization is a key skill of a good product manager. It is good to have hundreds of great ideas, 
but what really makes a difference are the next three ideas that are going to be implemented it can be a difficult job the key is to proactively learn from others experiences read relevant articles if you don't have previous experience take help of prioritization methods already available personalize them and then start leveraging them in your personal and professional lives we have to prioritize something or the other every day i generally what i do is i make a mental importance versus urgency graph many of our uh, listeners might be familiar with it i then go for the most urgent and important task first and mostly leave the ones which are neither important nor urgent it isn't easy to do this visualization in the beginning one can like do this exercise on a pen and paper even i have to resort to this when there are multiple tasks at hand in my case studies also you will see the utilization of the rice or rice framework which is reach impact com- competence and effort this is a method that many companies use as well and i would recommend pm aspirants to understand the different prioritization methods available and see what works for them they can also understand the concept and make their own method for their exclusive use cases so there are multiple prioritization frameworks available and one should read about them and if uh, you have enough time and enough resources you can also make your own prioritization methodology and convey that to your team and everyone so that everyone is aligned with the same yeah, thank you for you know mentioning the rice hmm. framework if i could say i mean that is yeah. quite helpful like there is rice framework there is swot analysis there are like thousands of things out there so yeah. uh, thank you for bringing the framework to that that's how myself have found it to be pretty helpful yeah now uh i think this is the this question could be a trick question i mean this could make or break the interview uh mm-hmm. why do you want to work at a company i mean i guess every recruiter asks this question so mm-hmm. how okay. do you want to go about right okay so yes uh, i feel that this is a direct chance to sell yourself so we should like use this opportunity to convey uh, you should basically use this opportunity to convey your passion for the role and if you have relevant if you have relevant experience use it to your advantage and lastly make sure that it is evident from your response that you spent a lot of time researching about the company i would here also like to share how i would have responded if i was asked this question at meesha so i hope this helps other people who are also want to join some other company or even at meesha uh, so i would have gone something like this Misho has been trying to solve some problems that are critical for a country like India. It is a company which truly reaches all of all Indians from tier one cities to tier four cities by not differentiating between middle class and lower class individuals, and also by empowering so many women in India. I felt that this company is really making an impact, and it would be amazing to be a part of the revolution that is being created. 
I feel that Misho's target audience has been largely untapped for a long time, and the company has already penetrated quite deep inside. With COVID, online shopping became a norm, and many other companies have discovered this potential audience. But I feel that Misho's hold and reputation will help it to be a leader there too. I can see how even after the company has matured so much. the drive to solve the right problem and exploit the right opportunity remains in the culture so i tried to showcase the research i've done on the company in this solution and how my beliefs are aligned with that of misho i could go on and illustrate my belief and passion even more for working in this industry by saying e-commerce is an industry that i largely use and believe in I know for a fact that it is going to expand uh, with new technology and time. With Misho, I know we will be advancing and changing to overcome all challenges that come up. I love trying to solve real-world problems and curating solutions in the form of blogs. This is an opportunity for me to leverage my technology, data, design, and product skills in the job that I do. being user facing and seeing the impact of my work the collaboration between brainstorming i think brainstorming are things that excite me and an extra topping would be that i would mention that my experience as a data analyst has helped me a lot and explain how basically this experience will help me excel in this new role that i am applying for at nish so i hope this gives you an idea how to answer this kind of a question yeah like i said hashtag #demo answer intensifies i mean <laughs> your answer is very well articulated phrased and you know detail oriented and i would yeah. say you also answer the question like you know if the interviewer were to ask why do you want to get into product management specifically at a firm like your answer is pretty universal and pretty conducive in answering you know a uh, multitude of mm. questions in this sector so thank you right mm. so uh now moving towards you know the more networking side if i could say mm. as a product professional how important would you say linkedin and networking are incredibly important <laughs> this is of course just my opinion my product journey started smoothly because linkedin gave me visibility it gave visibility to my work it was through this platform that i met new product people and grew my network uh, i used the platform to stay updated with what's happening in the product space and also post updates when i have them however uh, networking can be done on other platforms as well linkedin just helps you find the right people to network networking is really important i think for career growth you learn about new things new skills new ideas thought processes and different perspectives you land opportunities and you make connections with people in different domains and then you take their experiences and learnings and implement them in your work so i think networking is really important and for junior product aspirants i believe online presence is something that is really essential recruiters are often searching for capable candidates on linkedin and startups are great places to begin one's uh, product journey 
and i believe that uh, startups usually search about their candidates and notice their online content their online content and online presence before going for their interview so for answering your question i think linkedin or you can say networking are really important and really effective if you are um, uh, if you are a junior product aspirant and you want to get into a startup so this is uh, something uh, networking and online presence are ways to which you can get yourself noticed and get your content noticed and it has worked brilliantly for me thank you thanks a lot for saying that because linkedin has approximately 800 million users and not even you know 1% of the people let alone just you know product based people use it to its full capability like initially i mean even when i started out on linkedin i was like eh it's just so boring it's just so professional it's just you know a better way to uh, showcase my resume and my skills but boy was it wrong it is so helpful and uh, yeah. i would like to hear your take on something like initially i i mean i was pretty uh, this thing skeptical because mm-hmm. before i got into product management i was like i don't have any experience i don't have mm-hmm. a portfolio i don't have the necessary you know skill set like even if i do there is no no you know no kind of uh, no, no proof as such to show mm-hmm. yeah i have done all this mm-hmm. so like now looking back i could say that building public you know working on your own idea or side project as such could help mm. but at the same time some people say but i really don't know what to work on what is something you would recommend people to do okay yeah so this is something that i have also that i constantly face as well uh, so before getting into product i was always thinking about what can be the side projects that i can work on so that when i go into an interview i have something uh, like a legitimate project that i can showcase to them so in that case what i have done is i first started looking at other people's blogs and case studies and from there i reckoned that i will i can also write something like this all i need to do is study one product that i want to improve and then list out the solutions and the procedure in which i will i will go on in basically finding the problem and then uh, finding the solutions and i will basically document everything and post it and i've used my case studies and blogs to research and showcase to my uh to the interviewers or to basically everyone on the internet what i have done and i've used them as my projects aside from that it is really important to get a product to work on right so for that i would suggest that when in your day to day lives whenever you come across anything that you that you think is uh making your life easier or making your life difficult then just pause for a moment think about that problem think about why it is making your life difficult what could have been there that could have improved your experience 
think of then um, basically note it down somewhere and when you have free time ponder upon it think about solutions think about the way in which you would have solved that solution then document it and this is how case studies are formed this is how uh, you can basically write everything down and showcase your solutions and your thought processes to the world out there so this is also a type of project and if you are into Uh, technology and development then you can also utilize that part of uh, your skill set and basically realize that uh, solution that you just talked about in your case study realize that and if you don't know how to develop then you can showcase your collaboration skills by talking to developers or through linkedin only this is another important uh way in which networking will help you net connect with developers or maybe you can connect with uh, college people because they they have a lot of free time and they are also looking for projects collaborate with them talk about the solution that you have thought about uh, of a particular product collaborate with them and then uh like work on that project together in this way you will not only improve your collaboration skills that you can talk about in your interview or wherever you are uh, basically in your interview so that you can showcase your collaborative skills through your project but you will also uh, understand how to interact with people and how to basically uh, interact with developers uh, how what are the technical terms what are the things that are important what is achievable what is not achievable so these are things that you will get to know only if you work on the field and this is an amazing way to you know start a project on your own even if you don't have the technology technical expertise so i think this is a suggestion that i would uh, provide you with like go on and uh, basically write case studies and solutions and if you have enough bandwidth collaborate with other people or if you have technical skills make or realize that solution into a mvp basically so that you can show it to the interviewer when the time comes exactly like to all the pm aspirants in the audience put yourself out there like don't think what will my friends think what will my uh, colleagues think what will these people think doesn't matter just exactly anything that will- yeah anything that will give an edge over others to be pretty selfish when it comes to things like these so uh, right. so my my last question is what tips or you know what advice should i give to all the pm aspirants in the audience okay so just like uh, we discussed in the previous section i think be curious and learn something new every day directly from your product users from your colleagues or from different departments at, as well how they are working and some things that you didn't know before but be curious about new things every day this is really important another thing is be open and supportive of constructive criticism analyze them and make sure that you leverage the learnings next time there is no point in becoming sad or very negative about the people who gave you constructive criticism because it is them who are going to uh, make you a, make you a better product manager in the end so 
this is another thing that is really important then i would also say that do not get jealous instead be inspired by the people who you feel are doing better than you so this is one thing that i personally did i personally made made sure that i am um, basically doing this not getting jealous but getting inspired because this brings up positive energy which is really important for struggling pm aspirants like i was uh, even i am i am a product analyst right now i want to be a pm but this is something that i believe in and i try to abide by every day lastly i would also say that learn to empathize with people because it is something that will go a long way and by empathizing uh, it is really important that for empathizing it is really important that you really imagine being the user being the other person and not just thinking from your perspective so learn the skill to empathize so this is something that i am also learning uh, while i speak so if you have explored enough and know that product management is for you then don't give up don't be afraid of rejection keep reaching out to people start participating in online competitions get yourself out there just like omkar just said and basically become part of bigger communities bigger product communities like product folks and you will get there and so will i well thanks a lot for saying all that so where yeah. can people find you know reach out to you and connect with you so people can reach out to me on linkedin and um, so they can also email me, email me at sumay.somya at gmail.com and yeah i'm also available uh, on basically they can reach out to me on medium as well because i have some blogs available uh, that i have wrote on my like i have um, my case studies published over there so they they can also read through read them and you know get to know how i process things how i solve a problem and we can connect over there as well so yeah i think these are the ways in which people can contact me may this has been a great you know uh, session like just recording and everything in general but uh, just to see as to how informative and you know how detail oriented you are i mean that was like truly amazing and i really appreciate you making time for this and uh, i'm pretty sure everyone in the audience does as well and if i were to be brutally honest i'm looking forward to having you on again <laughs> this is really great i mean i myself learned a lot like just absorbing everything you're saying like mm-hmm. again like you know the way in which you answered a few questions i'm pretty mm-hmm. sure like you know i myself i'm going to base my answers in the same way and the mm-hmm. approach you took in answering them wow it was really and lightning to be honest so thank you for coming on as a guest you're welcome omkar and it was a really good experience for me as well and i am really glad that my answers and my thought processes and solutions uh felt nice and felt knowledge full of knowledge for you and i hope for everybody out there oh definitely they are going to love this <laughs> so uh, 
thanks a lot for coming on and uh, hope to see you again yeah yeah definitely thank you all right folks thanks for tuning in see you all in the next episode